When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Well, today's podcast looks to be a lot of fun for me, and it should be very different for you because I don't think we've ever done one quite like this. You see, because we do a podcast, our audience is broader than it is with radio shows. And I've been doing radio shows for so long, the only people I ever talk to about investing are folks in the United States. Well, with a podcast that's heard everywhere, and I do mean everywhere, uh, we've got a huge number of listeners in China and in Great Britain and in Canada particularly. And so for the first time, we've gotten questions about investing overseas sent into talking real money and talkingrealmoney.com just never occurred to me we'd get these i'm glad we did but <laughs> international investing is not one of my strong suits international investing for american investors yeah that i'm strong with but but investing in Great Britain or investing in Canada? It's not my wheelhouse. I don't get any questions on it. So that made this program challenging. I had to find new resources to do research, which is what I've been doing for quite a while. And it's kind of fun. I find this stuff fun. I know. Aren't you glad I do it for you? Well, anyway, I'm Don McDonald. Welcome to Talking Real Money, the podcast. Um, if you have questions, you can send them in from anywhere on the planet. Just going to TalkingRealMoney.com and hitting the contact form. If you're in the United States, you can also call questions in 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Today, we're going to focus on our international questions because, curiously enough, two came in the same day. So we're just, it's, it just, it was, it was kismet. We're, we're going to have an international focus today and we're going to deal just with these two questions because one of them in particular is relatively involved. And I think I'll start with that one because the second one's a little faster. All right, here we go. Are you ready? The subject, what do you think about my intended portfolio? Dear Don and Tom. Please see my spreadsheet. <laughs> I starts. Please see my spreadsheet of how I envisage my portfolio. Should I do it with a British accent? Please see my spreadsheet of how I envisage my portfolio to be invested soon in 2020. I would welcome your comments on the show or outside it. So no, I'm going to I'm going to go back to American again. I am 63, based in Great Britain. I probably was the wrong accent anyway. I retired late last year and currently modestly living off savings. 
in January, I hope to gain control over the assets in my company pension scheme. I love that. That's so British. My company pension scheme. Merger it with my existing tax-deferred retirement account. I can't I can't help drifting, uh, which I intend to self-manage. I would like to draw down 4% annually from my retirement account. Okay, we're good so far. My risk profile is quite high, between 75 and 80. However, I am more comfortable to be invested in a 50-50 bond share fund portfolio. Cool. Like 50-50 portfolios? Please see the spreadsheet of how I possibly intend to invest my retirement fund. Holy moly, is this a list. Holy moly, that's American. Or holy mackerel, I don't know whose that is. Or holy cow, that's Indian. There are a lot of funds on this list. I will continue. I will come back to the list, well, parts of the list in a minute. I am not going to read you this list. The note continues. 50% of my retirement fund is to be invested in three bond funds, short-term indexed. I am, let's just start by saying the bonds I'm fine with. He's looking at short-term. He's looking at inflation protected. He's looking at Vanguard. Um, I am... I am, uh, one's a spider, which is fine. Good, good, good with that stuff. The bonds I'm totally okay with where we part company is when we get to the stocks. I continue with the note. 50% of in share funds, predominantly using low cost index funds with worldwide reach. However, to get into to get funds into small cap UK, I am forced to use two non-index funds. I have also self-assembled an additional emerging market fund consisting of non-index funds invested separately in South America, Russia, India, and Africa. Two of them have lost money in the past three to four years, but I don't care. Good for you. That was my comment. Continuing with his note. An inexpert radio financial commentator might erroneously conclude that I am in some sense playing the market, but I am trying to achieve a wider diversity that entails some extra costs, which I measure. This is well thought out. Some consequences. Here's where we have some differences. Overinvested in UK. But I am based here. What? That's the reason to be overinvested in the UK? No. This is what we talk about all the time. Home bias. The UK isn't better because you live there. You shouldn't own more British stocks because you live there. Just like I shouldn't overinvest in the US because I live here. That is not a reason to over-invest, to over-allocate to any market. That is a terrible, terrible reason. But let me continue. Under-invested in North America, but these have done well. Sell your winners? Once again, I detect a hint of market timing there. You don't want to have a proper allocation in North America because those stocks have done well. We'll continue. 
underinvested in mainland China, but I don't trust these. Not regarding that market as fully integrated in the world econ- economy. HK is okay. Hong Kong is okay, though. No property investments as I co-own a flat with my brother, which we rent out commercially. What do you think? With best wishes and thank you for your show, I've learned a lot from it while cycling. Peter from London. Thanks for this question, Peter. Let's go back to a couple of big points and then we'll get into the littler points. Property investments. Yes, you own a flat. Yes, that is a real estate investment. But no, it is not properly diversified. I would be tempted, if you're really looking for good diversification, to put about 5% of the total portfolio, maybe 3 or 4 but about 5 in a global real estate fund or a UK real estate fund if you can find a, a REIT index. I don't know of any. That's one of the things I was not able to find. But consider that. Here's the big point. You're trying too hard. You're doing too much. You're actually hurting yourself by trying to build your own mutual fund of mutual funds. Because what you've done in this process is you've overweighted certain markets and underweighted others, and you're not necessarily accomplishing anything by doing so. As a matter of fact, I think long term, it's going to be more detrimental to you. Let me tell you, after going through your entire portfolio, and it is really lengthy. Uh, I didn't count them, but it's, gosh, it looks like 15, 20 different funds, ETFs. As I said before, the bond portion, I'm good with what you're doing. The uh, the Barclay uh, ETF, the Vanguard inflation-linked, fund, the short-term investment grade bond fund. I'm good with those. Those are great. You don't need the Japans. You don't need the Africas. You don't need the Indias. You don't need the Russias. You don't need the Latin Americas. You don't need the uh, UK micro cap or the Marlboro nano cap or the, you know, all of these other funds. You don't need them. You have the Vanguard FTSE global all cap index. That is wonderful. That should be the bulk, and I do mean bulk, 80 to 90% of your equity portfolio because that fund has everything you're trying to do in all the other funds, and it is also properly allocated globally. In other words, 55% U.S., 45% outside of the U.S. That is the allocation based on current global economic situation. Perfect. That's where you should be. Not only that, but you get 6,000 stocks, 6,400 stocks in that. Now, to give yourself a little extra risk that carries with it a little extra return, you might consider taking 10 or 20% of the equity portion, the share, as you call it, portion of your portfolio and put that in the Vanguard Global Small Cap Index Fund. Again, that is going to give you proper allocation between the U.S. and the rest of the world. You're going to end up with 12% in Japan. 
you're going to end up with uh, you know nine percent in the eurozone, seven percent in the UK, and with that portfolio, you have forty three hundred stocks. So you're going to overemphasize small company stocks. You're going to end up with a portfolio of I don't know. I'm guessing maybe seven or eight thousand because I couldn't over I couldn't look for overlap between them. I don't have that capability, but that those five funds the three bond funds the two stock funds that takes care of proper diversification you really don't need anything else except maybe at a real estate fund maybe at a real estate fund maybe at a an emerging markets fund to add a even more diversification but all the other stuff forget about it. Don't try to pick the right time to be in China or the right time to be in Russia or the right time to be in Africa or the right time to be in whatever it might be. Globally diversify based on the world's economy, based on global market cap. That means 55% U.S., 45% elsewhere. Do that. Rebalance regularly, once a year, twice a year maybe, between stocks and bonds and between those various markets. And you are likely to do even better then you're doing then you're going to do with the portfolio you've picked out because as you mentioned the costs are going to be so much lower and the added return you might expect from that added diversification will not offset those added costs it there is in fact there's a ton of evidence showing that it will not do so so make your life easier make your portfolio better don't diversify as much thanks for the note and thanks for listening all right, let's see. Uh, you can send your question in to TalkingRealMoney.com. You can also find all kinds of great information there of various kinds. Just go check it out sometime, TalkingRealMoney.com. And uh, you can also call us with questions at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255 in the U.S. And uh, we're going to go to a question now from Canada. All right, so here's the topic. Small and micro-cap funds. Dear Tom and Don, I really appreciate your show and have been listening to it for a couple of years. I'm living in Canada and looking for a small and micro-cap ETF Canadian dollar hedged to complete my portfolio. I already have VUS, VEE, and VEF. These are all traded on the Toronto Exchange from Vanguard. They're uh, ETFs traded in Toronto, and they're Canadian dollar hedged. So they hedge against the discrepancies between the U.S. dollar and the Canadian dollar. Well, as I mentioned before, my access to research is limited. Uh, I've been to Vanguard Canada, or not Vanguard Canada, Morningstar Canada. I've been to Vanguard Canada, too. And I don't see any. I can't find a single one. I'm not sure they even exist because the market for them is limited. No offense, but the market's limited. Um, you've got the regular U.S. traded funds that you can still get, the U.S. traded ET, uh, US ETFs from Vanguard, but you won't get the, the currency hedge, which I don't believe is a, my, uh, a, a deal breaker. I don't believe it's a major issue. So you could look at adding... Uh, their their small cap fund, their small cap ETF for their uh, iShares has a micro cap ETF, I believe. But it's again, it's not Canadian dollar hedged. So as far as finding something Canadian dollar hedged, 
I think you're out of luck. But I appreciate you listening, and I thank you for being a part of the show, and I encourage anyone anywhere to send your questions in. I will answer them if I can. Well, I'll answer them as best I can. Send it to TalkingRealMoney.com. Just go to the contact form or call us. You can even call us internationally. You just have to put in the country code, which I think in the U.S. is plus one. And that's uh, 855-935-TALK. Although I'm not sure 800 numbers work, the, the toll freeze. But you could try it. 855-935-8255. That will work for folks in the United States. And if you need some other help with money, if you are looking for some training material, if you're looking for our podcast, just go to TalkingRealMoney.com. And if you're in the U.S. and you'd like to meet with someone on the phone, video chatting, in person, to get some sort of help, even if you don't become a client, we're not going to pressure you to become one. That's not the way we work. Uh, there's a uh, form to set up an appointment online, too. It's really easy. And there truly is no pressure whatsoever. So do it. Thanks for listening. Please tell friends, family members, acquaintances, anyone you run into, if they need some money help, this is the place to get it. And subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast service. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Don McDonald. Talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.